Welcome to the Faith Lighthouse Church message of the week. We hope that you enjoy this teaching. For more information about this message and other resources, visit mylighthouse.church. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good? I know the offering bucket is still going around, so try to pay attention. I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, how's, how's everybody doing for real? I need to know. Good? Good? I know that there's a hurricane, but we're fine right now. It's a beautiful morning. Isn't it a beautiful morning? The hurricane is not here yet. We are fine. But it's, it's literally the calm before the storm, right? Uh, so my wife, Rachel, and I have been down in Florida for about like four years now, would you say? So we've been through a couple storms, so we, we know the deal. But I've noticed, and we were talking about it just the other day, that there are two types of like Florida residents when it comes to hurricanes. You have, you have the, one, the one side... They're, they're, they're rushing to the grocery store as soon as they hear that there's a tropical storm that might hit somewhere in the future. They have their canned food, their flashlights, all the bathtubs are filled up like they are ready to roll. And then you have the other side, the complete other side of the spectrum, who they hear hurricanes coming and they're already 100% mentally prepared for a hurricane. They're like, okay, cool, I got this. In 30 minutes, they can be completely prepared. Like you could next week tell them, hey, a hurricane's going to be here in an hour. And they're like, okay, we got food, we got gas, we got water. Everything else can be taken care of in the moment of. So the longer that we've lived down here, I've noticed how we fall onto completely different sides of the spectrum, my wife and I. Like, for instance, last week when we kind of heard about this hurricane was coming, uh, my wife Rachel says, if it floods, what are we going to do when the dog has to go to the bathroom? Now, it's, I would never have ever thought of that. But she's like, we need a plan. We need a plan for the dog. But if that time ever came, I would probably just like hold the dog up like the Lion King and just let it flow. Like, I just don't think of these things. But uh, regardless of which category you fall into, we're glad you're here this morning. If you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to be starting out of Luke chapter 10 verse 19, and as all of you are flipping through your Bibles, trying to remember what verse and chapter I just said, chapter 10, uh, verse 19, uh, I just wanted to share with you an experience of what it was like growing up in the early 2000s. I know we have some people here that kind of grew up, like we're a kid in the early 2000s. Um, so I grew up, me and my brothers, we grew up in the golden age of technology and gaming. It wasn't like today where in every single room and every single house, uh, you have a gaming council, uh, a console, and you could just plop down, turn the TV on, and go. Like, we had one, like, little PlayStation, and all of my brothers had to share it. And it was the worst thing in the world, being an older sibling, is having to share with your younger siblings. But we had a game that we all liked to play where, where we, we would battle each other. Like, it was like, you could pick a character, um, and you could battle each other. And it was the only time that we could fight, because... We couldn't physically fight each other without getting in trouble. So each character had different moves and different ratings. Like me being the older brother, it was obvious that there were certain characters that were better than others, right? So I had a plan to get the game all to myself. So I would tell them that in order to play, in order to battle, they would have to be the bug character. Now the bug character was the worst character in the whole game. Like, I promise you, it was so bad. Like, all the bug could do was fly and just shoot webs. That's all the bug could do. So I said, if we're going to fight, if we're going to battle, you have to be the bug character. And I, however, 
would choose to be the lion character. Now, the lion character stood, like, halfway up the screen. It had, like, big teeth and claws. And so, like, it was definitely the best character in the game to fight with. But they didn't know that, so it was, it was okay. So, like, they had to be the bug character. And, and, and so, like, we, we'd get back to, like, the main screen, and they would go to, like, pick a different character. And I'd say, nope, if you want to fight, if you want to battle, you have to be the bug character, and I get to be the lion. So I, I, would, I would crush their spirits just little by little, each and every battle, until, until they literally didn't want to play the game anymore, and I would have the game all to myself. But it, it got me thinking, though, like, isn't that exactly what the devil does to us? He says, he says okay, we'll play the game, okay, we'll battle, we'll fight, but I get to tell you who you are in the fight. You see, for far too long, we've been letting the enemy define who we are, what we can do, and what our purpose is. He says, all right, we'll fight, but, but here's the catch. I get to be the roaring lion. Like, I get to have the claws and the teeth. I get to be ferocious, but you have to be the little bug, the useless little bug who can't fight back. I mean, come on, you're not a lion. You don't walk like a lion. You don't talk like a lion. You look at your family. Look at your family tree. You don't come from a line of lions. You're just a little bug. And he convinces us that we're something that we're not, and he beats us down until we don't want to play the game anymore. But I'm here to remind you that you're never who the devil says you are. I came to wake up some lions today. You see, we don't see all the time, but God's saying, look at yourself. You're the one who has the upper hand here. That's not the way the game is played. The devil doesn't get to tell you who you are in the fight because God's already done that. Like, trust me, Jesus didn't come and die on a cross for you to be the little bug against a roaring lion. No, it's reversed. He came down and he died for you so that you could be the roaring lion against that little bug. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. I told you we'd get to it. Uh, It says, I have given you authority. Everyone say authority. Authority. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. You see, God's already chosen your character. And it's the most powerful player in the game. Because when you walk into a fight, you carry a dude named Jesus with you. You see, trampling over snakes and scorpions, that doesn't sound like something a bug can do, does it? No, that sounds like a lion to me. And that's why, like, when we walk into a battle, we can have the confidence in who we are. And when the devil tries to tell us and change the rules and tell us who we are, we can stand firm and fight the battle with the authority that's been given to us. And that's, like, that's easy for us to understand here, right? Like, we, we, but do we have the confidence in the midst of the fight about who God says we are? When you're, when you're by yourself facing all these difficult situations, and the devil starts telling you things that you're not, are we certain, are we confident in knowing who God says we are? Like any fighter, any competitor, any team member will tell you that if you're not confident going into like a fight or a match, then there's no chance you're going to win. Now, I I had this friend um, named Diego growing up. Like I met Diego in second grade, okay, and all the way up until our very first day of high school, Diego did not grow a single inch. Like, he stayed the same. Everyone else grew, and Diego stayed relatively the same exact size. So, you know, we're all excited walking into high school for the first time. We're like, okay, we're the big dogs now. 
Like, let's go. Like, like we're in it now. We're in high school. We're grown-ups. Like, this is for real. And so, and so we're, like, we're like the big dogs now except for Diego because he was, like, this tall. So, like, we walk in and some upperclassmen kind of spot Diego. And, of course, they decide to pick on the littlest kid in the school. So they're literally picking him up and tossing him back and forth like, like he was a rag doll. And so, like, this big group of people come rushing over, and I'm like, finally, the good people of high school are coming to do justice and take down the bad guys. Like, I was so excited. That didn't happen. So they they make this big circle around uh, what's going on, and as Diego's getting, like, thrown, to my surprise and, and to their surprise, we hear Diego yell, you got three seconds to put me down or you're gonna regret it. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you doing like, you're dead, dude. Like, but, but I guess, like, they confused him. Like, they confused, like, the group of people. And, and so they put him down. And I'm like, dude, that's brilliant. You've confused them long enough to make a run for it. So, like, I'm already, like, head start. Like, I'm already starting to run down the hallway. But then Diego, like, turns around and he starts, like, telling these guys off. He's like, you don't know who you mess with. You don't scare me. Want to go? Let's go, poser. I'm not scared of you. All this stuff. And I'm like, everyone's just so confused at this point. Like, we're like, you don't have the, the power to beat these guys. But what we didn't know is that Diego had a brother that went to that school. And he just so happened to be the senior captain of the wrestling team. So out of nowhere, like, this dude is just standing behind Diego. And I, I kid you not, he just stands there. He doesn't say a word. And he's got his arms crossed. And Diego's like, ah, like telling this guy off. And his brother just stands there. And, and everyone knew, like, from that day forward, not to mess with Diego because who he was associated with. Because of who he was connected to, he was able to have the power and the confidence in whoever wanted to pick a fight with him. And, I, and I'm not just talking about, like, some calm, quiet confidence, like, he's just walking around, like, hey, I know I got my brother. No, he was confident. So we need to start stepping up and taking our fight personally. Like, Diego took that fight personally, Right? Like, he was getting thrown around. But we need to start taking our fight personally because the devil's coming at you with everything he's got. The devil's coming at your family with everything he's got. Your kids with everything he's got. He's coming after your church with everything he's got. We need to be able to stand up in confidence and say, you don't know who you're messing with. I'm not scared of you. You want to go? Let's go, poser. I'm not afraid of you. You know who you carry with you. Like when Austin walks into a fight, Jesus walks into that fight. It's time we started to fight like Diego. It's time we stopped letting the enemy tell us who we are and what we can do in a fight and live out our faith like we have some authority. I look back to Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Look look at what Jesus does every time Satan like comes and tries to battle him. It says, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, Tell the stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift up your, or their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. 
Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away with me, Satan, or away with you, Satan. Uh, For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil then left him and angels came and attended him. It doesn't say that Jesus thought to himself. It doesn't say that, you know, Jesus kind of just let him be and just did his own thing. You see, Jesus told him off. He, He said, away from me, like go away. As long as you let the enemy stick around and whisper in your ear and you're like, oh, it's no big deal. I'll just kind of keep my head. As long as you let him stay there, he's not going to leave until he gets what he came for. You see, God doesn't call you to this, this victim mentality. He calls you to a victor mentality. We need to be able to stand up in confidence in who God says we are and tell him to get lost. You see, which voice is louder in your life? When you're in a fight, do you feel empowered or do you feel discouraged? Are you listening to the voices that are telling you, hey, you're weak? Or are you listening to the voices that are telling you you're strong because of who's inside of you? You see, the only way that you're going to discredit the lies is to have complete confidence in the truth. Like if I told Jay, Jay, you're, you're a middle-aged woman. Yeah, he, he laughs at me. Why, why is Jay laughing at me? Because he knows that he's not a middle-aged woman, I hope. <laughs> he, okay, okay, good. But, but, like, why isn't Jay shaken by that lie that I just spoke over his life? Because he's confident to know who he is. He's not shaken, he's not moved, he doesn't buy into that lie. Let's look at um, James chapter 4, verse 7. It says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So let's take a look at this word resist. To resist in the Greek is to have or to take a complete stand against. So so when we resist the devil, take a complete stand against him, believing in the power and the authority that has been given to us to take that stand, the devil wants nothing to do with that fight. Like if you know who you are and you know who you have inside of you, the devil wants nothing to do with that fight because at that point, he knows that he's the little bug facing that lion, right? So as long as you're confident under God's power, the devil can't push you around. So take a complete stand. Resisting doesn't mean I'm going to turn my head. I'm going to try to ignore it. I'm just going to do my daily thing. No big deal. Like resisting means I'm going to stand up and I'm going to take a fight. It means I know that I'm a child of God. I know he lives inside of me, and I have the power and the authority to tell the enemy to get lost. You see, like, the problem that I see is that we do, it's, it's not like we have this confidence problem all the time. Like, it's like a roller coaster, right? So one week we'll be like, I'm confident, like, come at me, bro. Like, I'm ready for it. But then the next week we'll be completely discouraged, like something comes up, and, like, we can't do it anymore. We want to throw in the towel because it's too hard. Like the devil used to really come after Christians. Because of their faith, Christians were getting stoned, crucified, set on fire, thrown into cages with wild animals. There was no middle ground. You were either all in or you were not in at all. You were either a Christian or you weren't because there were physical battles being fought. Like if you pronounce yourself 
as a Christian, it was likely that you were going to be physically attacked. Those who came before us faced giants, crucifixions, persecutions, all of this stuff. You see, there were people who were literally sawed in two for their faith, the Bible says. But the devil had a problem with this tactic. You see, because Christianity grew because of what was going on physically in the world. Like everyone could see that, that the confidence that these people had. So, so he changed his tactic a little bit. He's still coming after Christians just as aggressively. But he changed how he fights his battles. Instead of putting a Goliath outside of Faith Lighthouse Church for us to all come together and, and defeat this giant and have all these news channels come by and, and us declare that Jesus is Lord and watch this giant fall, instead he attacks our minds. You see, if he can attack our minds, he can be discreet with it. He can be sneaky with it. He can get you alone. You see, if Goliath stood outside and started to attack somebody from the church, our security team wouldn't be on it so fast that devil would, or that Goliath would fall. But if he hits depression, somebody, if he hits somebody with depression in our church, it's just as dangerous, not as obvious. Like, here's what the enemy's doing. He says, I'm gonna attack your mind. Convince you it's personal and no one else's business. Making you single and an alone target. And then he convinces you that you're something that you're not and beats you down until you feel like you're helpless and worthless to the kingdom of God. And that's why church is so important. And I'm not talking about, you know, three songs and a four-point message. No, I'm talking about I'm a human and I have issues. You're a human and you have issues. Let's sit down, let's talk about it, and let's help each other out because I got a battle going on in my mind and I can't do it by myself. There's no way I can have the confidence in myself without you coming beside me and helping me. So let's make today the day we go and we look back on and go, that's the day that I got my confidence. That's the day where my confidence was renewed. That's the day where my confidence was restored. That's the day that I started taking this fight in front of me personally. That's when I started to look to the left and to the right of me and fight this battle with the people that are around me. If you want that to be today, would you stand to your feet with me? Because I know I do. I want to be able to look back on September 1st, 2019 and say, that's the day when my confidence in God took such a leap forward. Yes. Let that be today. I am blessed.
great things in store for us. Let us not forget the authority that you've given us. Let us have this lion mentality because of the power that is through us. I pray that we're reminded in the moments of battle that you, you get to decide who we are. I pray that your voice is the loudest voice in our lives. Remind us that we have the ability and the strength to take a complete stand against the enemy. And that's a whole lot easier to do when we can lean on each other. Let today be a catalyst for confidence in our lives that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Lord, give us confidence, a boldness to go into the battle knowing that it's already won. Let us take every opportunity like this to grow in our confidence with you. We love you so much, God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to the message of the week. If you've enjoyed this teaching, would you consider a gift to support the ministry of FLC? Visit mylighthouse.church forward slash give. Faith Lighthouse Church is located at 3409 Paul Buckman Highway in Plant City, Florida. Our weekly worship services are held on Sundays at 11 a.m. We also have various life groups and programs for all ages that meet throughout the week. We'd love for you to be a part of what God is doing in Plant City.